speak words? I speak words. Bitch. I speak words. I speak words. Good. Perfect. Okay. That one couldn't make me all the way. Also, these are like the longer ones, and those hurt my ears anyways. You don't like those? No, they hurt my ears. Yeah, they hurt my ears too. Yeah, so I don't usually wear these. Ooh, it's a paper clip that I broke. I feel so weird to start recording again. Yeah, I is know. it going? Yeah, it's already oh. going. Yeah, it's already been going for a while. Yeah, <sighs> we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Back, baby. After going radio silent for two weeks. Basically, yeah. But in our defense, Corona. Corona, quarantine, mental health. All the above. Wanting to die. A new relationship. A new you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, all the sad stuff in <laughs> all life. All the sad stuff in life. Um, basically. I'm even trying to like get myself puppy up right now. I'm trying to be like, ooh, yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, but yeah. Hello, everyone. Hi. And welcome to a new episode of Up, up at Night. Night. Nice. Season 2, episode 31. Ooh. Um, Look at us. We're in our 30s now. We're getting I old. I actually love that. We're getting old. Um, so this episode, I'm going to try and like speed it up a little bit because it's a really, really, really long, but it's amazing. Yeah, it's an awesome case. Just bear with us. Maybe a little bit longer episode. We're going to try and not like tell too much bullshit this time. Yeah. Like still between will, between us, like not like the case is oh, bullshit. Oh, yeah, no, the case is like, bullshit. No. Yeah. No. Um... But, I mean, we've also been gone for a while, so it's, like, it's not the worst thing in the world if y'all get a longer episode, I'm sure. No. Um, Glad to see y'all again, by the way. Yeah. Mm. How are y'all? How are y'all doing? Everything going mm. good at home? Everyone being safe during this whole coronavirus situation? Yeah. I would hope so. Are you staying indoors? Are you ordering out food every single day like we are? Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's oh, bad. Oh, it's bad. I've had panda almost every single day. Oh, but that's a goal. That, yeah. <laughs> Ideally, I can reach two pandas a day. Eat a whole panda. Eat a whole panda. Uh, this case was sent to me by uh, Dakota. Yay, Dakota! Through our Twitter. And guys, we encourage y'all to send us cases because this, this one's actually amazing. I'm really glad that I read into it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really awesome because like I like the really messed up cases even though this one's great. This is probably like the darkest one I've ever done personally. Yeah. Like the one... Um, I'll go into the trigger warnings, but the one like the killer kid who... Killed other kids. That one was pretty dark, but this one, it's really fucking crazy. I would say this is the darkest one you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly one of the darkest ones on the show. I'd say this one on Werewolf of Wisteria. Yeah. Are up there pretty quiet. Yeah. Quiet? Quiet. Pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, I garter everything, actually, off of Werewolf of Wisteria. True. Where I'm like, if it's worse than this, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I forgot what happened in that one. Oh my god, it's the worst. I'll tell I'll tell you about it after yeah. this episode. So trigger warnings. I'm gonna start off with the worst one: uh, child and infant deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that one right there. If that makes you uncomfortable, which I'm sure it makes a lot of people uncomfortable, please go to a new episode. We yes. have uh, plenty of other episodes, not just in this season, but also in season one. Yes. Even though to the to you, the listener. Seasons mean fucking nothing. Oh, yeah, I just think it's nothing. fun. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's cute. We can do. We can start. When are we starting season three? I guess for next. I guess. Oh, we're actually gonna talk about that at the end of the episode or <gasps> after the show. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, I can't wait. Because even though we just took a two week break, there is a a three week break that's just supposed to happen. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, some more trigger warnings. There are. There's a suicide attempt. Uh, there's talks of narcotics and issues with mental health. So if any of those uh, trigger you, please, there are, are plenty of other episodes. We will not get offended if 
Um, you don't want to listen to the rest of the episode. Like, obviously, we get it. That that's why the trigger warnings are there. We just want to make sure y'all know before or ahead of time. Yes. Um, so, getting into the case. Uh, first, I have a question. What are your thoughts on babies? Oh, God. Okay, so here's my thing. I think babies are cute, and they have cute little hands, and they're tiny, and it's like, oh, they're so adorable. Little sock. Little sock. Do I want a child? Never. Do I... Depending on the age of the child, I mean, I won't be around it. Like, if... Once it's able to, like, talk, like, even just a little bit, or, like, like blibber-blabber, I'm here for that. That's, like, cute. Yeah. But, but whenever it's, like, just kind of laying there, just staring at just things... Just laying there? Like, what is it doing? <laughs> Like, what does it think about? You know what I mean? Yeah, they just I get seem, that. They seem kind of, like, pointless. What do you think of babies? I mean, I want to have kids, but, like, that's not anytime soon. Yeah. Um, My goal in life is to, like, at least be with someone around, like, when I turn 30. To, like, so be with someone that, like, will have the possibility of having kids later in life. Because I think, like, 35... Because, like, as a woman, you have a you have a, a timer. I, I can't wait to have a kid and then, like, one day just be like, hey, I need you to watch her, like, really quick and, like, just see how you react. <laughs> just panic. Yeah. Oh, God. I can... I could take care... You know what? I would take care of your kid. Okay. I, would. I can't wait. I would. I'd freak out, but I'd do it. Not overnight, but just, just like... No, not overnight. <laughs> no, no, not overnight. overnight. No. <laughs> so, this case is, uh... I think it's called, like, the the reading baby farmer. Don't ask me what that means. Love it. But I saw baby farmer, I said yes. Reading? Is, isn't that, like, a place? Oh, shit, you're right. No, I want you to know, I I had to, do, like, I, I took out a lot of, like, location stuff in this, just because, like, it was in Britain. We're not over there. It doesn't matter. We're not over there. To all of our Britain viewers or listeners, I am sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but at the same time, this is a really long case. And we also won. <laughs> We all, <laughs> are we really winning right now? No, none of us are winning. Yeah. We're all dying. Yeah. Um, her name is the woman we're going to be talking about is Amelia Elizabeth Dyer, who was born in 1836. She was born the youngest of five with three brothers and a sister in a small village. Uh, she was the daughter of a master shoemaker. She learned to read and write and developed a love of literature and poetry. However, her childhood was marred by the mental illness of her mother caused by typhus, which is an infectious disease caused by rickets. Rickets? What's rickets? I think it's rickets, and then it's supposed to say I-E. I don't know. Ricketsies? Ricketsies. Ricketsies. I don't know. Characterized by a purple rash, headaches, fever, and usually delirium, which is terrifying. Oh, yeah. That's I can't imagine, I can't imagine, like, seeing my mother like that. Yeah, no. Especially in, like, the 1800s. Like, whoa. Oh, that'd be the worst. Um, Amelia witnessed her mother's violent fits and was obliged to care for her until she died in 1848, while Amelia was around 10. Researchers later commented on the effect this had on Dyer and also what it taught her about the symptoms exhibited by those who appeared to lose their mind through illness. Huh. Ooh. Which that doesn't really come up later. Yeah, I'll have to be like, is that, is that to do the babies? I guess, <laughs> I guess it comes up in like her own... Oh, actually, it does come out. Never mind. I'm stupid. Okay, cool. Oh, we'll get to that. Right, right. I kind of, I kind of skipped over a little bit of it, but like, I knew that I was gonna talk about it instead of like, I didn't have to write it down. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, Dyer had an older sister whose name was Sarah Ann, that died in 1841 at the age of six, and then I think a, uh, I guess a couple years later, she had a younger sister, who died at a, she was like a couple months old. 
also named Sarah Ann. So she had two sisters named Sarah Ann and both died. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't give me the year for the second one. Maybe they just knew. Knew what? <laughs> like, you know, when they hired, they were like, oh, this bitch is going to die soon. Well, like, that's so weird yeah. that you'd, like, name... I always thought that, like, even if your child died, like, you wouldn't name... No, like, that name's, like, secret now. Not secret, but, like... That's their name. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't have kids with multiple names. Maybe they just didn't like her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're like, ah, fuck this chick. Like, Wait, Andy from The Office. One. Andy from The Office. Exactly. Um, Dyer's elder cousin had an illegitimate daughter at the time who was later accepted as a daughter of Dyer's aunt and uncle. So that's, like... It was, it was the 1800s, so like, ooh. Ooh, saucy. Um, after her mother's death, Amelia lived with her aunt for a while before serving an apprenticeship with a corset maker, ooh. which, that sounds fun. Yeah, it does. Her father died in 1859. Amelia was around 22. Her eldest brother inherited the family shoe business in 1861. At the age of 24, Amelia like became... What? Like Coco. I know. I love Coco. Oh, so good. Um, at the age of 24, Amelia became permanently estranged from at least... One of her brothers and moved away. There, she married George Thomas. George was 59, and they both lied about their ages on the marriage certificate to reduce the age gap. George deducted 11 years from his age, and Amelia added six years to her age. Oh, my God. Did I do the math? No. Do I care? A little bit, but not enough. <laughs> a little bit, but not enough to really make a big deal. Um, after marrying... Marrying? After marrying George Thomas, Dyer trained as a nurse. From contact with a midwife, Ellen Dane, she... Okay, sorry. Um, she learned, she met, uh, wow. You're good. My brain stopped working for a second. Does that ever happen to you where, like, your brain just, like, shuts off? Oh, all the time. Mm. I'll be doing something really important and suddenly I'll forget that I breathe air. I'll just, like, stop doing everything. When I was a kid, I would, like, I would be, I would sit there and be like, I'm breathing. Like, that's so weird. I do that all the time. Um, so, wow, sorry. So, after marrying George Thomas, Dyer trained as a nurse uh, with Ellen Dane, who's like a midwife, which is like someone that like, it's like a nanny, right? Yeah. Um, there, she learned an easier way to earn a living, using her own home to provide lodgings for young women who had conceived illegitimately. Ellen Dane was forced to decamp to the U.S. shortly after meeting Amelia to escape the attention of the authorities. <gasps> I wonder why. Um... Unmarried mothers in Victorian Britain often struggled to gain income since there was a uh, a poor law amendment act that removed any financial obligation from the fathers of illegitimate children while bringing up their children in a society where single parenthood and illegit illegit illegitimate illegit illegitimate illegitimacy. Wow, oh. I couldn't get that word yeah, out. Yeah, it was like illegitimacy. You said it Twenty times. We're stigmatized. This led to the practice of baby farming in which individuals acted as adoption or fostering agents in return for regular payments or a single upfront fee from the mothers. Many businesses were set up to take in these young women and care for them until they gave birth. The mothers subsequently left their unwanted babies to be looked after as nurse children. Quote, unquote. Terrible. The predicament of the parents involved was often exploited for financial gain. If a baby had well-off parents who were simply anxious to keep the birth secret, the single... The single fee might be as much as 80 pounds, which at that time, if if I did, if I used the right website, because kind of really didn't, it would have been around $10,000 in American money. But that's like $10,000, I guess $10,000 now. Yeah. But like, that's how much 80 pounds was to them. 
And just to put it into perspective, uh, women who weren't as well off and were only paying like themselves and like didn't get help from the fathers would be charged as little as five pounds. How much is that? I don't know. Oh, rad, rad. Rad. Um, I think. This is a show where we do poor things. Well, eighty. What is five? If it's a math question, you do not want to ask me it. I think that's not right. What is it? Oh, I didn't do my math right. Oh, oh I don't wonder why. Yeah, I definitely... Hold on. It was around 700 bucks. Okay. If I did... I think I did that right, actually. But, like, the, like, small sort would be around 700. There were probably a little less, one more, whatever. Yeah. Trying to give you all perspective. Yes. Um, some baby farmers were just starving the farmed-out babies sometimes to death in order to save money because they would get paid a fee and then be like, I don't have to feed them anymore because I, I killed them. Uh, noisy or demanding babies could be sedated with easily available alcohol and or opiates. Many children died as a result of such dubious practices. Opium killed far more infants through starvation than directly through overdose. Oh, wow. Death from severe malnutrition would be apparent uh, after death, but the coroner was likely to record the death as debility from birth or lack of breast milk or simply starvation. Which... Oh, so they would... So they would know... I, yeah. They would be like, ah, oh, this baby was from a baby farm. Yeah. But anyways, but starvation. Anyways. Yeah, it's just, ugh. Mothers who, cho- who chose to reclaim or simply check on the welfare of their children could often encounter difficulties, but some would simply be too frightened or ashamed to tell the police about any suspected wrongdoing. Even the authorities had problems tracing down any children after they were reported missing. Um, so, the world of baby farming was opened up to Dyer by Ellen Dane. And Dyer had to leave nursing with the birth of a daughter. In 1869, Emilio was around 33. The elderly George Thomas died, and Emilio needed an income. So, this kind of goes more into what Dyer did. It does get really crazy, so... Let's buckle up, baby. If it's already kind of, like, triggering to to you, I suggest just leave now. Yes. Yeah, it gets kind of bad, so... Let's fucking do it. Um, Dyer was keen to make money from baby farming in return for a substantial one-off payment and, and adequate clothing for the child. In 1872, Emilio was around 36. Emilia married William Dyer, a brewer's laborer, which is that. Whatever that is. Yeah. They had two children together, Mary Ann, also known as Polly, and William Samuel. Mary Ann, also known as Polly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Amelia eventually left her husband, doesn't tell me why, didn't tell me when, but she just did. Perfect, yes. Yeah, love that for her. Uh, at some point in her baby farming career, Dyer decided to forego the expense and inconvenience of letting the children die through neglect and starvation. She was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna do this for him. <laughs> yeah. I hate this part, cause I hate, like, the wording. Soon after, uh, she received the receipt of each child, she murdered them, thus allowing her to pocket most of, or all of the fee. So, so these women would have these babies. Yeah. And then they give them to the baby farms. Yes. We pay them money. Mm-hmm. And then never see their child again? Mostly, yeah. Okay. Because they were illegitimate and they were ashamed and they were just kind of like... The, it goes into what Dyer said. Like, it wasn't just kind of like, I'm giving them off to be killed. It was like, oh, the, this is a... A couple that can't have kids, I'll give it to whatever. This yeah. is a fostering place, like, it's fine. 
Like, they didn't, it wasn't. They didn't know it was like this. Yeah. Okay. They're also desperate. Yeah. Okay. Um, for some time, Dyer eluded the interest of the police. She was eventually caught in 1879, which was around 43, after a doctor was suspicious about the number of child deaths he had been called to certify in Dyer's care. However, instead of being convicted of murder or manslaughter, she was sentenced to six months hard labor for neglect. Ah, yes, of course. Ah, yes. Of course. The experience allegedly almost destroyed her mentally, though others have expressed anger at the leniency of the sentence when compared to those handed out for lesser crimes at that time. Wait, she was mad? Uh, Other people were. Oh, okay. I was like, was she fucking pissed that she didn't go to jail? No. uh, That's hard. She was like, oh, this is taking, this is like destroying my mental health. And they were like, yeah, but like, you got six months for this. Like, it's bullshit. Uh, Upon release, she attempted to resume her nursing career. She had spells in mental hospitals due to her alleged mental instability and suicidal tendencies. These always, but these always coincided with times when it was convenient for her to disappear. Hmm. Hmm. Being a former asylum nurse, Dyer knew how to behave to ensure a relatively comfortable existence as an asylum inmate. What? Oh, like from the beginning, like with her mom. Yeah. She was kind of, I mean, I don't, I, she must, there must be something wrong. Yeah. There's definitely to something kill wrong with her. Yeah. But. Um, and it kind of goes more into like her faking stuff. Um, uh, Dyer appears to have begun abusing why does it say like it's happening right now (laughs) Uh, she began abusing alcohol and opium based products early in her killing career her mental instability could have been related to her substance abuse that is the case a lot of times well I'll get more to like her that and later but in 1890 she was around 54 Dyer cared for the illegitimate baby of a governess when she returned to visit the child, the governess was immediately suspicious and stripped the baby to see if a birthmark was present on one of its hips. It wasn't, and prolonged suspicions by the authorities led to Dyer having or faking a breakdown. Uh, so I think that, like... So she was just doing it. So in this situation, the lady was like, this is not my baby. And Dyer was like, fuck, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Okay. I think... I respect I don't think that there's something going something wrong with her. Yeah. But I think that, like, the over-the-top things were faked. Okay. That way she could prove, like, I'm crazy, so it's fine. So then she couldn't technically go to a power prison sentence. Yeah. If that was the rule at the time. The rule, the law, same thing. There were several suicide attempts, but at one point she drank two bottles of laudanum, which is, like, opioid, whatever. Hell yeah. In a serious suicide, suicide attempt, but her long-term abuse had built up her tolerance to opium, opium products, so she survived. Huh. Maybe she knew that. Maybe mm-hmm. she did know that. Uh, side story about SVU. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this, you, you can cut this. The podcast this. TV show, SVU. <laughs> you, can, you can cut this, but uh, there's this one episode, I don't remember what happened, but there's, there's a girl, and ah, yes. she was found... Uh, she she overdosed or took a bunch of pills and like was in the bathtub. Yeah. And the person called the cops because her bathtub was draining into the whatever, I think. Um Oh no no no. The cops showed up there they had to meet with her. Yeah. And so they were like, Yeah, her, the apartment's flooding, like, can you go in there? And like they found her, or whatever. And so they were like, You knew that we were coming later that day and you left the water running. Like and you like you took them like an hour before and you knew you wouldn't die. So she faked it all. Ooh. Yeah, that was crazy. That's crazy. I love that. 
Um, so she survived. She returned to baby farming and murder. Dyer realized the issue involving doctors to issue death certificates and began disposing of the bodies herself. Of course. The precarious nature and extent of her activities again prompted undesirable attention. She was alert to the attention of police and of parents seeking to reclaim their children. She and her family frequently relocated to different towns and cities to escape suspicion, regain anonymity, and to acquire new business. Over the years, Dyer used a succession of aliases. I almost said Eliases. Oh, Eliases. Oh, I love Eliases. Oh, good old Eliases. Um... In 1893, Dyer was discharged from her final committal at the Somerset and Bath Lunatic Asylum. What Bath Lunatic? I don't know. Oh my god, I wish that was my screen name. <laughs> I'm Bath Lunatic 43, nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Little Kid Lover. <laughs> I'm Little Kid Lover! <laughs> I just want them to know where my priorities are at. <laughs> Good old office. Yeah, just so y'all know, that was the office reference. She does not actually have the um, URL of Little Kid Lover. <laughs> or does she? Or does she? We'll never know. Nope, secret for um, Unlike previous breakdowns, this has been a most disagreeable experience, and she never entered another asylum. Two years later, Dyer moved to Berkshire, which y'all, hey, y'all know where Berkshire is, of right? Course, yeah, Berkshire. Yeah, fucking oh, Berkshire. Yeah, Berkshire. It actually gave me, like, an actual, like, address, and I was like, I'm not putting that in there. Who needs to know the actual address of this I'm place? I'm gonna go to the actual home. <laughs> um, two years later, Dyer moved to Berkshire, accompanied by Jane Granny Smith, whom Dyer had recruited from a brief spell in a workhouse. She also brought her daughter and son-in-law, so that's Marianne slash Polly, Polly, and Arthur, uh, Smith was persuaded by Dyer to be referred to as mother in front of innocent women handing over their children. This was an effort to present a caring mother-daughter image. Ugh. Also, it never mentions her again. The Granny Smith apple? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, the woman it's... who's named Granny Smith? Yeah. Oh my god, who can be named Granny Smith and not be mentioned again? Yikes. Can you just mention her randomly again? Yeah. Just be like, I'm sure she was somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. Or she's dead. Or she, well, they're all dead now. Yeah, they're all dead. But. In January 1896, Evelina Marmon, a popular 25-year-old barmaid, gave birth to an illegitimate daughter, Doris. Her name is Doris. Aww. She quickly sought offers of adoption and placed an advertisement in the newspaper that read, Wanted, respectable woman to take a young child. Marmon intended... Oh, wait. Marmon intended to go back to work and hoped to eventually reclaim her child. Oh, wait. I, I, oh, I accidentally deleted it. What? Uh, no, I didn't. I just didn't keep reading. Me. Her, so Marmon's intention was to, like, just give the baby off and go to work, and then eventually when she had enough money was to take her child back. Yeah. Um, next to her own advertisement in the newspaper, she read, uh, married couple with no family would adopt a healthy child, nice country home, terms 10 pounds. Which was Dyer's advertisement. Oh, uh, no. Marmon responded, and a few days later, she received a reply from Dyer under a fake name, reading, I should be glad to have a dear baby girl, one I could bring up and call my own. She continued, we are plain, homely people in fairly good circumstances. Circumstances, I don't want a child for money's sake, but the company and home comfort. I and my husband are dearly fond of children and have no child of my own. A child with me will have a good home and a mother's love. Which is bullshit. Yeah, that's also super... Who the fuck said all that detail in the letter? It was also 1800s. I don't know. I don't know. 
keep it short and sweet. Yeah, I want your bitch. <laughs> Give it to us. Yeah, I want your bastard child. I want your bastard child. Let me have him. A ma- <laughs> Let me have him. Let me have him. Send him over. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, Evelina Marmon wanted to pay a more affordable weekly fee for the care of her daughter, but Dyer insisted on being given the one-off payment in advance. Marmon was in Dyer's straits, so she allegedly agreed to pay the £10, and a week later, Dyer arrived. Dyer was affectionate towards Doris, and Evelina handed over her daughter a cardboard box of clothes and £10. Uh, she, she, like, traveled with Dyer to, like, go back to Dyer's home. Yeah. And then, like, came back and was feeling, like, weird... So she, I think, I think she reached out and was like, hey, how's my baby? Or something. And then, I know for sure Dyer said, like, she's doing fine. So Marmon tried to reply, or tried to reach out, but she didn't get a reply after that. Hmm. Hmm. So, I think, like, within, like, a week or two, it was found that baby Doris had been, oh, oh wait, sorry. So this part this part gets a little intense, so I'm okay. just gonna Yeah, that's why I had to stop myself. Okay, let's do it. Because I was saying it way too nonchalantly. Just casually. Yeah. It happens. Uh later it was found that baby Doris had been strangled and due to, due to the horrifying and gross details, I won't be sharing exactly what happened, but she was killed by strangulation and Dyer was later quoted saying, um it's a direct quote. I used to like to watch them with the tape around their neck, but it was soon all over with them. Ah, oh, she was such a fucked up person. Yeah. That's such, like, a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> say and do. Say and do. Like, I will never understand how people that not only want harm on someone else like that, but just someone innocent like a baby, yeah. but, like, also takes joy out of it. Yeah. You She's therapy. She, they need therapy. You need therapy. Yeah, it's gross. Man. Can you imagine how many murders there may not have been if therapy was a real thing? Like, <laughs> like back then? Yeah. Like, damn. So many crimes would have not been committed. No. Um, so, she actually, like, did this at her daughter's house. And uh, both women allegedly helped wrap the body in a napkin. In 1896, another child named Harry Simmons was in Dyer's care. However, with no spare uh, tape available, the length around Doris's corpse was removed and used to strangle the 13-month-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's a fucked up thing to do. All of it's fucked up. It is... That just goes to show that, like, it wasn't, it wasn't far apart. No. Cause. Cause she had to go through the trouble of getting the, the cloth from her corpse. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. What's wrong with this bitch? I don't know. I want her brain. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see it. Those I want to see it. I want to see it. Um, so both bodies were stacked into a carpet bag along with bricks for added weight at a secluded spot, she forced the carpet bag through a bridge, a bridge's railings, into a river. Um, this part gets a little, like, fast, because it had to, like, cut down a lot. But yeah. this is, this is, we're in, like, the home stretch, dog. Uh, later on, a package Dyer dumped was not weighted adequately and had been easily spotted. It contained, I guess it got spotted in the river. It contained, well, dog, that's the only place you put it. <laughs> I'm stupid, sorry. <laughs> I thought you just interrupted your own sentence, like, three times. It contained, I guess it was far in the river. It contained, well, of course it was far in the river. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it contained the body of a baby girl, later identified as Helena Fry, 
It was a completely different baby. Yeah. The police raided Dyer's home. I kind of cut this part out. Basically, like, they're like, we're suspicious. And they're like, we're going to put a decoy. Have a decoy mom talk to her. But then, before meeting her, she realized that there were police at her house. And they're like, nah, fuck you. And so they're like, oh, we're going to raid anyways. Oh, never mind. We're just going to do this. So they Plan were, A. <laughs> when they raided, they were struck with the, the stench of human decomposition. Oof. Although no human remains were found. There was, however, plenty of other related evidence, including a tape that was used to strangle her victims, telegrams regarding adoption arrangements, pawn tickets for children's clothings, clothing, uh, receipts for advertisements and letters from mothers inquiring about the well-being of their child. Uh, yeah, that all was found. Uh, Dyer was later arrested and charged with murder. Her son-in-law, Arthur, was charged as an accessory. I think her, si- or her sister, her daughter was arrested. Um, the river was eventually dredged. I guess that means drained. Yeah. Um, and six more bodies were discovered, including Doris, Marmon, and Harry Simmons. Oof. Dyer's, those were Dyer's last victims. Dyer pleaded guilty to the murder of Doris Marmon since the mother was able to identify her daughter's body accompanied by a lot of other evidence. Uh, her daughter was being charged for murder or like a, a accomplice, whatever. Yeah. And they were like, hey, can you speak at your daughter's trial? And then everyone was like, well, no, because she's getting executed. Doris is getting executed? No, Doris is already dead. Sorry, I didn't write my thing well. Dyer pleaded guilty and was eventually... um, Sentenced to execution. Okay, so Dyer's getting executed. Yeah, my bad. Okay. I, I, I had to delete some parts, so I guess it just got fucked up. Basically, she pleaded guilty to that one murder. Yeah. And they're like, and it took the jury like four minutes to discuss, and they're like, hey, you're dead. Ooh. And she was she was supposed to talk to, she was supposed to talk at her, her, or speak at her daughter's trial like a week after her execution was scheduled, and they were like, nah, but she's legally dead that day. Like, we're not doing that shit. Yeah. Like, we're, she has to get killed now, yeah. or like that day. So her daughter eventually got to go free because she wasn't able to talk at the trial. Yeah. That's fucking insane. That's an, yeah. Oh my god. She got off because her mom was fucking executed. Yeah. And her son-in-law's uh, charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. Um, so she was hung at 9am on the dot. When asked if she had any last words, she said, I have nothing to say. Also, like the night before she was executed, she wrote nine exercise books. I'm I don't know if it actually it just says exercise. Like exercise exercise? Or like it says mental um, exercises. I don't think she used those, so Oh yeah, it makes sense. It says took the jury only four and a half minutes to find her guilty in her three weeks in the condemned cell. She oh sorry. She f- filled five exercise books with her Last true and only confession. Uh, visited the night before her execution by the chaplain and asked if she had anything to confess. She offered him her exercise book saying, isn't this enough? <laughs> isn't this enough? <laughs> so let me look up what that means. Uh, An exercise book? Exercise book. Is it like a church thing? Uh, it sounds like something that would, like, she used to, like, hold her sins. <laughs> What is... Let me fucking type. What is an exercise book? Also, all throughout this episode, I accidentally cut my sock 
um, on the way in this room earlier. And so I've been using this half of a safety, not safety pin, uh, this uh, paper, clip. paper clip that I found. And I've been trying to like, not really sew it, but just kind of like pin it back together. And it has been working well. I do think I'm ripping it more. Oh, I understand what happened. What? Also, uh, why, who's, how did you cut your sock and like, why are you confused? I cut my sock on the way in. On the way into where? Oh, we're in Matt's room. Oh yeah, fuck Matt. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck Matt. But thank you. Thanks, Lily, is recording your room even though you're not here. Yeah. Um. Fuck Matt. So basically, door. so an exercise book, do you remember like for, uh, what is it called? For school, like... <laughs> <laughs> what's it called wait what is it school well i was trying to say like the star testing like, test yeah, test. yeah yeah you yeah. got like those booklets that are just like paper yeah um, like a blue book yeah like a blue book yeah i forgot about that whole thing because we're doing everything online <laughs> yeah it's terrible I hate um it. she filled five of those with like her writings okay yeah okay and, yeah i was very confused when i read that i'm so glad i looked it up because i would have been really confused the whole time yeah okay so she just filled up a bunch of blue books with her writing yeah with her last and true confession i don't mm. know whatever i killed a bunch of babies basically that's my confession that was her confession not my confession that was her confession let me just make this too very true sure. um so that's the case of uh the reading baby farmer wait hold on this actually may um have to do with that I just got a CNN report uh, from 2016 to 2013. Whoa, whoa. Huh? From 2016 to 2019, three abandoned infants have been found in this apartment complex. New DNA tests say the children are related. There was one. There, There's a... Uh, Baby crap. Well, there was three children that were that were missing in Roanoke County. Don't ask me where Roanoke County is, but they were missing. Is it Roanoke in Texas? I don't know. So, it could be. It was on Twitter, don't ask. Is Roanoke in Texas? I found 12 places. Tap oh. the one you are looking for. Yeah, that was Roanoke, Texas. Sorry. Ah. I... Okay. Well. Well, that one's in Virginia. Oh. The Roanoke County I'm looking for is in Virginia, I think. But um, the children I was talking about, they were found safe and in the custody of their parents. Hell yeah, good. That's a, that's a good thing to end on. Yeah, damn, that's a good thing to end on. Um, that's also a good thing to end on. A good thing? A good thing. Oh, wait, are we done with the story? Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of ended. We were like, yeah. Yeah, they kind of, it's a little abrupt because she just died. Yeah. Um, I feel like death's always a really, really weird way to end. Yeah, but it's good for that. Yeah, no, it's, it's good and I'm glad, of course I'm glad she's dead and I'm glad that, like, there are certain people who are dead or what their crimes have done. Yeah. Then they just, like, die and that's it. (laughs) True. They didn't suffer. Yeah, like. What if we, like, made them stay in prison for, like, a while? Yeah, but then people have to pay for it. Trust me, that that's just that's just a big discussion, especially in criminology. Yeah, because it's 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 like the revolving door theory that I've that I've talked about before. Yeah, but that's only for people that are like have the ability to get out eventually. But like, because eh. eh. I don't know, just throw her in a box and let her rot. Throw her in a box and let her. I'll never forget. I was throw in a- her in a box and fill it up with rocks. Okay, and let her drown. I'm gonna never get into a box around you. <laughs> was that your plan? Yeah. Was that gonna be your fun plan tonight? Yeah. Amanda was gonna get in a box. Get in a box. <laughs> uh, I had a government professor who 
we were we we're going through our civil rights stuff and like Emmett Till was brought up and if y'all don't know who Emmett Till is I can't even begin to go into that because it's so I guess I have to go into it to explain the joke but it's a little bit. not really a joke but um it's just just the worst thing ever to ever happen to a person and um uh, I guess I'll explain it if you don't know or you need a refresher um Emmett Till was like a 14 year old uh black boy who uh, back, I think, uh, I guess it was like the 30s, 40s, something like that. Just a long time ago. And, uh, he was reported, he reportedly, uh, whistled at a, like, at a white woman that worked like, yeah. a, a, somewhere. And the woman told her husband and the husband and, like, his friend, like, kidnapped him and tortured him. I guess, like, I think they, like, put, like, threw tar on him and, like, hung him. Like, just, like, yeah. the worst thing to ever happen to a person ever. And, um, the, the guys had, the, the, the two men, um, they had, like, an all-white jury who didn't convict them, and you can't get tried for the same crime, so later, after, after the trial was done, they were like, yeah, we did it, and they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Which I think is bullshit. Yeah, it's totally bullshit. Like, you can still, I feel like you can still, I feel like it should be a law that you can still, like, if there's a confession out there, you can still confess. Yeah, and, like, be well, a confession should be a confession no matter what. Yeah, even like I hate it. It's only ever happened in Psych, so I don't know if it's a real thing. I love Psych. I love Psych. You're Psych. Um, but there's like that one um episode where they go to a Catholic church, and um the like killer confesses to the priest, and the priest is like, I can't say anything. It's it was said during confessionals, mm-hmm. and it's like no, <laughs> no, no. Where do we live? Somewhere that does that? What? My sister liked my payment on Venmo. I didn't send her shit. I had to investigate. Yeah, I don't know. I would. That's my hair. Um, so basically, we were talking about the Emmett Till thing. Um, also, uh, the wife eventually said, hey, yeah, it didn't happen. He didn't whistle at me. Ooh. She literally said that. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. my professor said... Um, said the only punishment I can think of if she was still alive today or if if she is still alive and she's 90 years old throw her in a box with pictures of him and just leave her to rot yeah, yeah. and that just oh. that's terrible she liked my payment to one of my friends for Dr. Bever love that yikes that's how you know my sister's bored whatever you really want attention <laughs> <laughs> me um, so what's your good thing for the week? Um, my good thing for the week is... What's your good thing for the week? Guys, I don't know, it's been a rough couple days, but, um... My boyfriend's coming back home tomorrow. My boyfriend's back. My boyfriend's back. Uh... I... I'm getting, there's, like, a memory from, like, a show. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember the thing. Oh, my God, I remember. Finally. Okay, what is it? it? It's The Office. Hell, yeah. Where he brings back uh, Aaron. They're like, hey, la, hey, la, girlfriend's back. back. And she's, yeah. Yeah. That. I want you to know, I had to dive so deep into my brain to find that memory. That was, in the, that was that's one of the later episodes, and those are bad. <laughs> so. I still watch them just out of, like, 
love for the show. Oh yeah, some of the jokes are good, so I just I just watch yeah. it. No, I'll but, tell you that. Yeah. Um, I'd say ding. my good thing. I went home and saw my parents. That was good. That was really nice. I miss them a lot. Um, they aren't listening to this, so hi guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I told them. I was like, "Y'all listen to my show," and they're like, "Yeah, all the time." And I'm like, "What's the? What do I do the last thing I do on my show? What is it? What is my last thing I do?" And they were like, "Say goodbye," and I was like. Fucking watch my show, <laughs> but um, I guess then that was nice. And now my I'm parents back home, still don't know nice. that I haven't. Dude, never tell them. I will never tell them. Yeah. I'll, I won't tell them until like I'm thirty. Yeah, and yeah. be like nothing you can do now. When we're on episode one thousand. One thousand. Oh my god, it's so far away. Ugh. Yeah. But you know what they say. What do they say? Gotta work a little to ball a lot. <laughs> where are you balling at everywhere <laughs> okay where am i not balling at my man i mean for real okay i hate everything about that yeah. yeah my good things are to my parents um i haven't been playing that much animal co- animal crossing which is you were at the beginning of quarantine yeah and then now i'm just kind of like i don't know i'm worried i'm gonna burn myself out of it yeah um also i haven't had like no motivation to do anything at same. all same um, so I guess also my other good thing is that I'm doing a little bit better now. Uh, there's a few days back there where I was pretty sticky, um, sticky. <laughs> a little bit sticky, which is a good way to describe it. Like I was, yeah. I was feeling, I was feeling stuck. I was feeling hard to move. I was feeling, but, uh, <laughs> I feel a little better right now. Uh, so this is just kind of like a call out to everyone and be like, Hey, check in on your friends. <laughs> Please do that. Yeah. Cause things are rough right now everyone needs some needs someone to check in on them even once in a while even if you guys haven't talked in like i don't know a few years just reach in reach in reach out be like hi how are you today i have a friend that's been in quarantine for two months like she can't go anywhere Mm because of her parents and she was not doing well a month ago i can't imagine how she's doing right now (sighs) yeah that's that's rough yeah yeah no i wouldn't know what i'd do I was, I was in quarantine or I was home, but I was just home for, like, a week. Yeah. And I'm going back home for another week. In two when weeks. is that? Yeah, I'm for Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm going back for a week. It's kind of important. Yeah. Going back for a week, and then... I'll have a room by then. Yeah, you'll have a room by then. A man will be officially moved in. I don't... I have not had an actual room to myself, or, like, I haven't, like, owned a room since, uh, middle of March. You know what's crazy? Hmm. Next week... We may be recording with you having a real room. I hope so. Yep. I want a real room. Yep. Um. No, no, probably not. Just. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, you, sh- you should. Nothing should change that. Hold on. Okay. Um. By the way, what's our Twitter again? Oh my God, we have a Twitter. Oh right, it's um. <laughs> Our Twitter is up at night cast. Cast stands for podcast. Cast stands for podcast. <laughs> I love that so much. Fun fact, actually, um, I thought I got our Twitter name wrong for the longest of time. I thought I was just up at night instead of up at night cast. Um, and I thought that I just misled everyone <laughs> for like for like thirty episodes, and I realized I was just stupid and couldn't read. Me. Um, good times. Uh, but yeah, up at night cast. Cast stands for podcast. Um, whenever we reach 200 followers, I'm getting a lip tattoo. She will do it. Yep. Especially once the quarantine shit is over. Oh, yeah. I'm already, I've already almost, um, decided I was going to pierce my own nose. And by almost already decided, I mean I did decide, and then Amanda talked me out of it. 
Yeah. I may still do it. Who knows? Please don't. What's who's what's, what's slapping me? Who's gonna slap me? I will stop you. I've done it before. Infection will stop you. I've done it before. That's why there's like the big hole, big circle. Ah, uh, so regret. Yeah. So don't do it again. But we're gonna cover it with another one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. That's how that works. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. It's I make smart choices. But yeah, I'm very Ooh. excited for quarantine. Oh, Amanda. First thing you're gonna do whenever quarantine's over. Go. So does that mean like everything's opened up again? Yes. Oh, it's gonna sound so corny, and I'm so sorry. I know you know what you're gonna say. You know exactly yeah, what, I'm, know what, what I'm gonna say. You're gonna go on a date with Matt. Yeah. 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 I wanna I wanna go to like a hibachi grill. I wanna go to Italian. Like I wanna like sit down and, cause like have a date. We started dating during quarantine, so like we haven't done anything. Yeah. We just order food and eat it in his room and watch Everybody Hates Chris or How I Met Your Mother, which is the best thing ever. Yeah. But it's it's nice to be able to have the option to do something else. Yeah. For instance, instead of drinking at home, my plan after quarantine's over is going out and drinking. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> it's going somewhere else to drink. Yeah. Um, and probably get a piercing, yeah. Piercing, yeah. drinking. Two things I want to do. I will support you. Hell yes. Cannot wait. Yeah, if you do it professionally, I'll support yeah. you. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, fine. I'll do it professionally. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll cave. I'll do it. Um, how long have you been recording? Uh, 52 minutes. That's actually pretty good, yeah, I feel like, pretty, for this long-ass story. That's a long-ass story. Um, that's all I had to say. Yeah, and last thing, you know, stay safe, practice social distancing. Even though things are reopening, please still be careful. Yeah. Don't go out unless you, like, have to or, like, really want to. Like, I know everyone's gonna go out to clubs or bars, whatever. It's just kind of like, be careful. Don't go out every night. Yeah. Um, still protect yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Be smart. Be safe. Take showers. Take Wa- showers. Wash your animals. Tell your plants you love them. <laughs> Tuck your lizard. Put your lizard to bed. Dude, I love my fucking lizard. Oh, I love that thing. That's my other good thing. I wish I had a lizard. Dude, you have a lizard now. Once, once analysts, our other roommate right now, once she moves out, and once you move in, I'm am moving out within the living room. That'd be so much fun. Because I was going to do it from the beginning, and then I was just like, you know what? No, like, I want her back there with me. But now yeah. she's back there with me, and sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, she's staring at me, and I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I've never had it that close before, and I don't like it. That's like me and my cat. If, if you have a cat, you understand. Like, I know there's a joke, like, it always wakes you up, but, like, you guys have no idea how many times I have turned over in the morning, and my cat is staring at me <laughs> um, on my dresser. But, like, it doesn't even bother me. It's just kind of yeah. like, oh, hi. Oh, hello. Good morning. And, like, there's there will be times where I'm sitting in a chair. And this happened last week. I was sitting, at, at, like, on my couch. And my cat had jumped on the side up uh, up onto my lap. I didn't know he was there. I didn't know he was going to jump. I had no idea he was downstairs because we have dogs. Yeah. I wasn't even scared. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> That's how, like, uh, accustomed I am to, like, all of that. I think like, it's just unsettling whenever it's a lizard in a cage. And you see it, and you're just like, Ugh. I have had a dream that your lizard was biting me, though. Yes. But I was into it. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It was hot. I was it, was like, it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. I loved, I, loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. As long as there's scales, I'm there. It's scale. Might have a min. Scales. Scales. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> He's like, plot just for you. He's actually He's a lizard man. <laughs> okay, well, that's the end of the episode. Are you good? Yeah, we good. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we We will see you the next time we can't sleep. Bye, Bye, guys. guys. Is it bad that I really want to eat now? Not a little bit. Let's go get some food.